welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, so you never miss an episode. And leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Giddy up, divas. A queen has been crowned as history has been made. The season may be over, but we have lots to talk about. Joining me on the finale recap of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star 6 are two of my favorite country bumpkins. It's Russell and Tom. Hello, hello, hello. You're so rude. (laughs) Why am I rude? Neither of us are from the country. Well, I mean... You look like you're in the country right now. There's a lot of trees in your background. Valid. All right, I rescind um, that. And I, I, I don't, I just, I don't know Sydney, Australia uh, geography. Are they, do you have trees in Sydney? We have lots of trees in Sydney. There's, I can, you know, count six. Wow, that, there <laughs> you go. Do you have? Okay, this is a serious question. What 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 do your squirrels look like? You have squirrels, yes? No. <gasps> no? Why would we have squirrels? So we talked about this a couple weeks ago. We were like, does Tom have squirrels? Because we're like squirrel friend, and we're like, yeah, of course they have squirrels, right? No. Okay, but Whoa! the whole reason the whole reason the show says squirrel friend is because they took away their nuts. True. That's true. So I guess they have, um, I guess possums, I guess, would be the closest type of thing, you know, like a little almost rodent-esque. So, okay, when you came to, so when you came to New York and you saw a squirrel for the first time, what was your reaction? (laughs) It was like, oh, it's so cute. So and meanwhile, the, we're like, oh, it's a squirrel. The, <laughs> yeah. the, the internet says okay. that squirrels don't live in Australia because the possums basically killed them out and ate all their food. Wow. Okay. Interesting. The, all right. Squir- squirrels appear on every continent except for Antarctica and Australia. Well, they were Damn. Really native to here, so it makes sense that the native population won, which is nice for a change. Wow. So you don't even put like yeah. squirrels in a zoo as like a foreign animal. Where, no, oh I've my god. Squirrels you're in you're the zoo. You're the one who's woken up at like 6 a.m. your time, and I'm the one asking stupid ass questions. What is going on in the world? What is happening? Yeah, so should we start off with? Yes, true. we have should, trees. Should we... No, we don't have squirrels. Let's go. <laughs> I know, right? Should we start off some, with some drag news of the week? Sure. Uh, congratulations, Tina Twirler. I don't know. No. First off, oh. the cast of Dragula season four has been revealed, which is exciting. Um, some New York queens will be making an appearance. Um, a lot of drama surrounding Three. this cast, and you know. Yeah, and 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 a, and a queen named J. Jolie is on Dragula. Remember her? A, mon- a monster oh. named J. Jolie. 
yes, she's going to be on. Um, very interesting. Going to be getting be very interesting. Um, and then the other big news. Yeah, go ahead. This is definitely Taylor's reputation era. Yeah, Did you absolutely. Choke? A little bit, yeah. Um, and the other big news is Drag Race UK3 announces three more guest judges this week. We have Leanne Pinnock of Little Mix, Emma Bunton of Spice Girls, and Alicia Dixon of Mystique. That's exciting. That's fun. I love um, uh, Little Mix and I love Spice Girls. I did not really ever get into Mystique, but I do know Alicia Dixon is as the uh, one of the judges of X Factor uh, UK. So... That's exciting. That is exciting, yes. Um, I'm just so... Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. And we are actually getting a season two of Drag Race Down Under, or as I like to think of it, uh, the first season of Drag Race Down Under. The first official. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, they're doing a casting call and everything, so that'll be hopefully more natural. Tom, who would you like to see... Come from uh, come for season two. Um, you know, there's some legitimate people I'd like to see. Then just some other funny characters I'd like to see. That you know, someone needs to go home first. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Vanity so, Fair, you know, Vanity Fair. Yeah, yeah I guess Vanity, Vanity, Vanity Chillin. You know, yeah, there's some other queens around. Dakota Secret, Prada Clutch, Carla from Bank- Bankstown. <laughs> but would they put on Prada though because of the licensing yeah true she might need to change her name altogether which at that she point is like so ridiculous product. yeah she yeah, kind of even do part of it yeah <laughs> well listen there's so much drag race happening and let, we'll, we'll get to it all i'm sure you'll be um joining me for recaps of those shows as well when they happen but all-star six are we happy with the result overall absolutely definitely yeah I am too. Um, I just, it's who I predicted from the beginning, mostly based on how drag race and the world was working. It was, it was known that they'd have to crown trans winner at some point, and Kylie was going to be a good one anyway. Listen, if it was, if, if it wasn't going to happen here, it was going to happen in Holland. But it. Kylie won on her own merit. She didn't no, absolutely, win just because she did. she's trans. No, no, that's true. That, that, that is absolutely true. And I, I fully believe that. Um, and and in, in terms of the trans identity being non binary and gender fluid, both Ginger and Eureka fall under that. So it could have been any of the three true. if they were going full out like we have to, but they weren't. They're, they're crying the best no. of the best. And the best Absolutely, one. and 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 that is what the audience wanted as well because Kylie overwhelmingly got the most likes on social media um, when it came to which team you were part of. Um, so I think and it would have been, a tra- yeah, it would have been a travesty. But no, she absolutely deserved it, and and I think this episode was. Um, I'm going to say it though; it was a little anticlimactic because it was almost like you saw it coming. Yeah. But let's go through it. The final, final four run into the workroom because it is now finale time. It took only 11 weeks and a return to the competition, but Eureka finally won a challenge. Good for her. Good for her. Eureka thought she was gone this time last week, and now she feels like she belongs there. 
Okay, well, no one else thinks that, but you're allowed to have your feelings, Eureka. That, that's, that, that's fine. Um, it is time to see, though, who Trinity voted for. It was, as expected, Raja. Dun, dun, dun. She's not going to take it personally. It's part of the process. You expected it? I did. Who did you think she would have voted for? I don't know. I thought that in the way she was deliberating that she would have picked herself, but she wouldn't have because she knew she deserved no. it. But right. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I thought that she wouldn't based, vote, honestly. Well, based on track record, I'm, I'm sure that's what she was going off. And I think Raja would have had the next quote unquote weakest track record. Really? I, she, I think she was too close of friends with Kylie to throw her under the bus. Mm-hmm. And I think that Raja had the strongest track record. Yeah, Maybe. I, it, it's that's yeah. Go ahead. Where I'm at there, like Eureka, really is the one that she should have picked, I guess, based on yeah. that. However, Eureka was obviously Dave. the best. <laughs> so right, yeah, and well, I, I, yeah, you couldn't justifiably pick Ginger or um, Kylie based on the challenge from last week. Exactly. So, yeah, but it was kind of like a everyone's really strong what's the one little thing that's gonna tick you over exactly well this part is over no more voting for each other it's time to focus on them wait raja remember before we move on can we talk about the the systematically voting that kylie and ginger never got a vote for themselves correct and kylie voted the right person off every time correct she won the game within a game within a game that is true. She she would do very well on Survivor if that were the case. Drag Survivor. Can't wait. I would Monet, Mo- Monet would win, but that should happen. <laughs> Not sharing needles. No. <laughs> well, Raja remembers when she left on season eleven, she didn't think she'd return to the workroom. So getting a second go around, she is here to meet her own expectations. She starts to cry. Her soul is feeling good because she can trust herself to do well. Kylie says she's feeling good the second time around. She, when she went home 11 years ago, she took what she got from that and applied it into, wow, this is me. She was sent home on episode four, and now she's in the top four. Look at the number four being so important in her life. Ginger wishes she was sitting with three other hoes she didn't have to worry about, but she knows at this point anyone can win. We get that little fun little recap before we get into our uh, credits. Raja's almost there. It's her crown. She's going to get that crown. Eureka is coming for the crown and not letting the leather one uh, Ginger's been wearing in confessional. Ginger is ready to sing, dance, and spin paper plates. And Kylie gets the last word and says they better know what is up when it comes to Kylie's Sonique love. If they didn't see her coming, they better see her now. And that was the moment the winner's edit on the finale episode began. I was like, of course you're going to put her last if you want her to win. Of course that's how this narrative is going to go. I think we're using our bias as a viewer. to I, Absolutely. To me, to me, that whole first segment was screaming Raja as a winner. I really thought Raja was going to win. Really? Okay. Yeah, that's what I'd seen like, in okay. my okay. mind. That's what I'd manifested, like not because I wanted that, but that's what was playing forward for me. So, yeah, I did not. Well, it's interesting because for her to say um, they should have seen her coming in any other previous episode, that's that's usually a sign of, oh, they're probably going home. But in a final episode, that's usually the sign of 
keep your eye on me. Mm, but, I think, but that emotional I, moment with Raja was it was warranted and of course well deserved. But it was just kind of like, sure. hmm, we could have cut that out. They didn't want it to be so glaringly obvious. Exactly. From, from exactly. Exactly. They, you can't. I mean, uh, if anyone, whoever edited the the finale of uh, Drag Race Holland season one. Like, good luck trying to make that episode feel like anyone but Envy Peru was going to win. But they did as best they could. They were very, they very much got it close to enough for me to think, oh my God, Jeannie's going to win. But that was never going to happen, ever, ever. Well, it is a new day. It is finale week, and Raja is so excited to be there. TKB leaves a nice message to the top four, but it's time for the alarm to sound before any more discussion starts. Rue comes in wearing a wild suit and a cowboy hat. Yeehaw! How did we feel about Rue being a cowboy? Doesn't he have lady cowboys on the track from American? Yeah. Yes, lady cowboy. I think they played it during the segment, actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was a look. This was a moment. Um, please never wear this again, Rue. But before yeah, the week I, is um... over, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I made the comment to Jay while we were watching this. Like, I'm looking at Rue again in this outfit and the print looks like, like, you know, when you're organizing a seating chart and you've got all the circle tables as pieces of paper and then you move all the other little circles around to match yes. everyone up. That's what the print looks like. <laughs> um, which yeah, I'm kind of that. here for, but also not. Yeah. Well, before the week is over, a winner will be crowned, but whoever is going into the Hall of Fame is going to need to be a little bit country and a little bit rock and soul. For their final maxi challenge, they will be collaborating on the new song, This Is Our Country. Come on, country dance pop. All top five from the South. Of course they did. Of course, of course. Are you saying it was predicted from the beginning that this was the finals because they needed the Southern Queens? No, I think that they had this song in the vault of RuPaul and they said, hey, Ru, um, we're going to use this one, okay? Maybe, maybe. The song is like, a I, love I, letter. The song is a love letter. They to the predict good old, the top five. Uh, oh, come on. Yes, sometimes they do. The song the is a love letter of the good old USA, home of the free, land of the brave, where you can be a queen or you can be a cowboy. Um, is that how foreigners see the USA? Is uh, you're either a queen or a cowboy? Yeah, there's or is no this episode just full of this episode is just full of stereotypes, isn't it? Um, look, we like as a foreigner, I can you you can see that that's what on paper what America is meant to be. In that right. you can be whoever you want, land of the free, you know, blah, blah, blah. we come from all over. But in practice, <laughs> yeah, not um, always. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now, we learned that country music is three chords and the truth. So Rue provided the three chords and they will be providing the truth. In Drag Race's oddest crossover in history, Rue has a special caller on the line. It's Delta Dawn herself, Tanya Tucker, who is looking all country punk with those pink tips. Are either of you familiar with Tanya Tucker? Yeah, she was a, she was a judge on season two. Okay, okay. And I also know who she I, is because I do. <laughs> I, 
I've never fucking heard of her before in my life. And that's Tom, fair. Do you, Tanya do you know the song by uh, Gretchen Wieners? No, Gretchen Wilson, yes. <laughs> redneck yeah. woman. She sings about Tanya Tucker. I'm a redneck oh, okay. woman. I ain't got no... Yeah, okay. No. Listen to that song. She no. references her. She's a pop culture icon. But yeah, T- Tanya Tucker is like middle of the pack uh, country queens. Like she never got to the stardom that like Reba or Dolly ever got to. She was never like Shania Twain, who wasn't even American. Like she never was the superstar. She really was kind of this like deep South grungy rock star of country. And for the longest time, it didn't work, but she like is revered for her music, um, including the song Delta Dawn, which was um, also covered by um, one of your Aussie loves down there. Um, have you ever seen the movie Pete's Dragon? No. You've never seen Pete's Dragon? Well, no. <laughs> she was a child performer. That's why she never made it in the mainstream. Yeah, yeah I ju- I'm just looking her up now. Like, she started at age 13. Just 25 albums and then 12 compilation yeah. albums. Jesus. Well, I'm not, I'm not talking about Tanya Tucker. T- Tanya Tucker wasn't in Pete's Dragon. You know who's in Pete's Dragon, though, right? Pete? Hel- Hel- Helen Reddy. Who the fuck is Helen Reddy? Oh my god, she's an Australian icon. She also did a cover of Delta Dawn. She did the song um, I Am Woman Hear Me Roar. Wow, you don't know your Australian uh, music history. Helen Reddy. Born in you just know Delta Goodrum, and that's uh, it. Right? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Russell, are you familiar with Helen Reddy? Oh, but I know Pete's Dragon. Okay, there you go. God, country music and drag race. This is not the combo that we should ever have again, please. But um, Tanya is here to tell us how after nine times, she finally was honored with a Grammy. And she is a perfect example of how not giving up until you catch your dream. She reveals that she wrote her idea with Brandy Carlisle. She ran into the bathroom and spoke with the man upstairs and her dad and wrote, "Bring me fla- bring my flowers now. Um, I don't necessarily uh, follow her um, inspiration gimmick. I don't sit in the toilet and find inspiration, but whatever works, works for you. Raja asked Tanya how she feels about the integration of pop and rap into country, a.k.a. Tanya Tucker, do you support Lil Nas X? Tanya loves it and thinks it's wonderful. Music is music, and if you don't like it, turn it off and listen to something else. Um, we're, we're all familiar with Lil Nas X, right? I just want, just, just checking. Yes. <laughs> Come on, Lil Nas X has got to be a guest judge next season somewhere, right? Why not? No, he should be, but they already filmed the season, so. I said somewhere. They can still bring him to the UK or somewhere, right? To the UK. Canada. Drag race down under. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, Tanya says that a pivotal moment in her career was winning. Winning is pressure because you have to see how you handle it. She says, I would love to have that pressure and win something someday. Um, I would like to win something. Maybe the heart of a blonde twink. Who knows? Maybe Troy Sivan. After that song yesterday, mm. I'm, I, oh my God, Troy Sivan. Dear God. He was like, I know all the gays love me. And here's a music video of just my body. You're welcome. Um, how many times have you watched it? me i didn't know that that happened um 
that explains oh you know all the pictures of Troy Sivan's flat ass on my Instagram. Um, yeah, that's true. It is. It is uh, not the best vibe. <laughs> but, um, but so the final question for Tanya is: Would Tanya lend her legendary voice to the song they are putting together? Of course she would. RuPaul and Tanya Tucker, the weirdest duo since Billy Ray Cyrus and Lil Nas X. When did they come from Old, Old Town, Town Road? Road. Oh, duh. yeah. <laughs> um, but later they will rehearse the house down cowboy boots with Jamal Sims and then chat with Ruben and Michelle. It's no longer officially a podcast. They, they, the podcast is retired. They're just chatting with each other. But I, I was here for the Tanya Tucker song, but I do think this is a song they had recorded a while ago because there is the duet version, which I believe was released today, actually. Um, I believe it's on the, the Apple Music I got a notification for. Um, Cool. I Because I, I remember Tang Tucker being revealed like early on as like a special guest of the season. I was like, what are they going to do with her? And this is what they're going to do with her. So cool. It is now writing time. Um, they are going to write a song so they can sing with Tang Tucker, get those lyrics together. Ginger loves that there are four country queens to do a whole country song. They all have a connection to country music and they all happen to be from the South. Ginger shares that she wishes her grandma was still alive because this is what she lived for. Come on, last ditch effort to get that winner's edit. She tried. She really, really did. Ginger has a lot to say in a little space. She writes five pages of notes and rhymes before she gets to the final product. Do you think she had those notes prior to entry of the season? Right? She probably did. Yes. At, You're right. At this I point, get there. Yeah, you got to, at this point, at least know some rhymes, know some uh, uh, cool catchphrases you want to throw in there because there's just not time to think, like, well. It's too much of a she pressure cooker. Had, she had an album ready ready to go by the time the first episode aired, so she could have been like, okay, well, I'm going to put this song in the verse and just not put that on the track. Exactly. Um, are either of you songwriters? No. No. I can't rhyme. Um, no? Everything you is orange. Orange, there you go. Well, I'm sure you can write an entire album called the Orange Album. No, the point is that nothing rhymes with the word orange. There have definitely been songwriters who have made a career out of making non-rhyming music. Did you, did you not see Great Comet? Name three. Great Comet, right there. Who wrote that? Um, oh, God, I'm blanking right now. I'm too tired. Um, the, the, <laughs> Tom laughs. Listen, Benadryl is a killer, friends. It is a killer when you take it at night. Um, anyway, Eureka wants to tell us the, the story um, of Mary, Queen of Scots, Marie Antoinette, Catherine the Great, you know, the powerful female queens of history. But what does that got to do with Murica? I disagree. I think that she really, she went smart. She, she knew what she wanted to write beforehand. Thanks, whoever helped her. And she... Had a costume made that fit both mm -hmm. aspects. And she was like, I'm going to be different about this and really yeah, sure. center it with the juxtaposition. Yeah. Well, she wants to say that they don't need anyone like that. She wants to make what she has to say mean something and not just go all country. It's a risk, which is an understatement. 
Kylie, though, will be tapping into her country roots, uh, things that she used to be ashamed of, but now she should celebrate them, like the twang in her voice, which she couldn't express when she moved to L.A. She loves who she is, and it feels better to not live at the standard people want her to be. Do we really disregard people with twangs as much as she may have come out to believe? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I can comment on that. In the, in the States, really yeah. when you do like a uneducated or redneck is seen as a negative thing, like yeah. you are, you are a, a, using a generalization against them that because they're from the South, they're uneducated because they sound a certain way. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and I guess you, yeah, we do have that kind of like what what is the equivalent? Yeah, what what would the equivalent be in Australia? Oh, uh, you know, like a very um... bogan. Yeah, like that bogan ochre country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like uncivilized, you know, like, not like, not cosmopolitan. Fair, yeah, like fair. A, yeah, like a Queenslander. Hmm. Raja will be touching on things that are sensitive to all their communities. Being black in America is like being a criminal. It's time to come together. She's proud to be an American, but she doesn't feel it's her America right now. It's time to talk about what this country is supposed to stand for, equality, freedom, and justice for all. Very smart move to be able to unite the country through song, because sometimes we kind of need something like that. So I, I was excited for her to share that was the way she was going to go. But we're getting four very different visions for one song. And we've definitely see how sometimes that doesn't make a good song, but we'll get to the songs shortly. It is now time to dance with Jamal. Um, Ginger's basement is still flooded because she's in love with Jamal. Um, I don't see the appeal personally. He's not your type. I know that I, I'm a he's like he's so. like he's like 35 years older than your type. Fair, okay. Do either of you find him appealing and attractive? Yeah, he's hot. Yeah, he's hot. Tom, okay, all right. I'm in the minority of the podcast. That's fine. That I couldn't hear <laughs> saying Ginger saying that her floodment was the basement was flooded because Jay <laughs> screamed it over the top, just like oh my god, flood my basement. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I am the minority, but Jamal is going to countryfy it, but throw in a little hip hop and R&B. Raja is from Dallas, Texas, which is in fact in the South, in case anyone wasn't aware of that. Uh, Come on, geography. But she doesn't know anything about no line dancing, but Jamal is going to make her do step instead. Have either of you done line dancing before? Yes. Mm hmm. Yeah, I guess. Um, Have you? Yes. I mean, we've all done the Cotton Eye Joe before, of course. False. You haven't done the Cotton Eye Joe? No. Who does the Cotton Eye Joe? I had to do it in school. That was like one of our like gym assignments was to do country line dancing. That's that's oh. the song that we always did. Yeah. The heel toe poker too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now step. That's a whole different world. I could, don't even ask me to try to do that because I like I'm coordinated, but that's that's too much coordination. I, I have done that. If you don't mind. Um, yeah. What is what is step? Like what it's is step? Between step and line dancing? It, traditionally, it's like when you see like a drum line, the movie drum line, mm-hmm. the sequel, drum line two. 
Um, it's <laughs> very popular from HBCU colleges. It's mm-hmm. like patting and slapping and stepping and stomping, but it's yeah. coordinated. It's it was what Raja did. Like it was very yeah. true, true yeah. to that. Okay. Um, it was, but the choreography is the struggle of Raja's life. Um, she's just, she got just thinking musicality and she wasn't going there. Um, I don't know why, but I, I mean, I understand because the coordination of it was hard, but she just could not get it. Eureka, she will be doing shoulder rolls and she is like, damn what? Um, but it's the scoot that really got her. She could not do that scoot. Uh, she almost fell over like weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. And she definitely didn't fall down. But she definitely weevil wobbled. And then Kylie. Kylie gets to play with a bandana. And that's hard choreography. I was like, that's what you're going to give her? Like, she can actually do some movement and you're going to give her a bandanaography? That was mean. Or do they just not want her to fuck up? I think they did it on purpose. Like, haha, get this right. You can do everything else. They wouldn't yeah. want to give... Like they gave Aquaria the best choreography. Right. Well, Kylie is roadhouse, back road bitch, um, but not all bitches can catch a bandana, so she cannot fuck it up. And then um, Ginger, who is representing the bar icon with her uh, sweatshirt, she's going sexy again. And Ginger is like, why are you doing this to me, Jamal? Um, she is down on the floor and popping, but she looks more like a cat in heat. Um <laughs> That's how I feel I would look like if I were asked to do choreography like that. Um, it just would not look sexy at all. <laughs> Why do you think Jamal made her do this? Humor? It looked good in the Humor? finished product, I thought. It did, it did. Like, it looks hilarious. Well, it didn't look bad. Product, but... Yeah. Jamal says he sees her as a funny character, but she wants to pull out the sexy. He wants sexy kitten and she's going to give you sexy kitten. And now it's time to go chat with Michelle and Rue. So like really though, have they done away with the podcast? I know there's not been a new episode. They used to use this as integration for episodes. If they don't have a podcast anymore, is there a way they can just send me their subscribers so I can have that many subscribers? Is that a thing that Apple can do? Did they have that many? They did because they had sponsorship from Squarespace. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I want sponsorship from Squarespace. So talk to Squarespace. I'll take sponsorship for anything. But Eureka is going to be up first. Uh, they will be shooting the shit, and Eureka loves to talk. She's here for the third time. This time around, she wasn't fixated on winning, but just enjoying the moment. She says that season 10, she was focused on success because she thought it would be the last time she'd show success to her mother. There were moments there she didn't care who she pushed out of the way. This time, she did the best she can do. Her mom was at the season 10 finale, and when she welled up, those are the moments she will cherish. Rue asks her what would being in the Hall of Fame mean to her. She says that it will validate her journey as a bigger queen. She doesn't want to just talk about her size, but it's a platform that's important to her. She's not going to be torn down by it anymore. Rue tells her that she's a fabulous queen and she has so much more ahead of her. Her career will skyrocket from here. This was a nice conversation with Eureka. I think it was very um, 
much a nice recap of the journey that Eureka had this season and um, a bit of a arc of how she has changed from season nine and 10 until now. What did you feel um, Eureka's chat with Rue and Michelle was like? That was the end of her storyline. Fair. It went, that was it. That's fair. Yeah, looking like knowing what the result is now, it's um, kind of clear that it was like, a, you're going to do great things. You're going to do so great after me. Yeah. <laughs> like it was kind yeah. of one of those moments. Yeah, it, she, it was. She, it was, she it, was a true all star. She redeemed herself from unlikable and loud. And then she matured and became just loud, more likable. <laughs> Sure, there you go. Um, next up is Ginger, and she is walking in like it's Stairway to Stardom. Now, if you do not know Stairway to Stardom, I urge you to pause this podcast, watch it on YouTube because those videos are priceless. Start with Hairdresser. If you have not watched the video Hairdresser from Starway, um, Starway to Stardom, Stairway to Stardom, it is it is it is so good. Have either of you seen this trash television before? No. it is camp as all hell it was this um syndicated local television talent show from like the 80s 90s these people were fucking terrible but they had such commitment it's so good you you y'all need to watch it it's so funny um but rue calls ginger one of the biggest stars to come out of drag race and says she's the total package Ginger's, Ginger decided to come back to All-Stars because she had a great run on Season 7 and a defeated run on All-Stars 2. She had a lot of unfinished business. Rue asks her what she didn't know the first time that she learned this time. She says that you gotta have fun and do what makes you feel happy, feel good. She's happy to be here and feels unstoppable. And Ginger shares the story of when she was on set for AJ and the Queen, rest in peace. One of the actors asked her if she did drag. And Rue stepped in and said, yes, this is my daughter. Ginger says this solidified their relationship and thanks her for saying that. Rue thanks her for hearing that and confirms that she is, in fact, her daughter. I missed Interesting that conversation the three times here. I watched the episode. You did? You missed it? Yeah, I don't know. That was just the worst segment of the episode. Ginger or just in general? I really dislike Ginger. I appreciate her, but I don't. And she's not engaging to me, so maybe that's, that's why fair. That that's fair, but um, yeah, no, I I think for me the biggest shocker was Rue saying she's my daughter and and acknowledging the success Ginger has because I don't think World of Wonder has really acknowledged the success Ginger has had compared to some other people. And Ginger is a bona fide star; she has accomplished things a lot of others haven't, but she's not the first person that you, I feel like comes to world of wonders mind when they're like putting someone up on in front of a green screen to do a two a boot or something. Yeah. But it's, it's more to it than that. Like in to someone who, when we're looking, we, we scale back. Ginger mm-hmm. is still recognized as one of the best characters of drag race. Sure. Everyone loves her. She did really well. And then she did really poorly. And she brings a lot to the table, but mm-hmm. she's not, she's not a fashion queen. <laughs> they no, would never put her on Tudor Boot, like fashion photo review. 
No, but like, but you you know what I'm getting at. It's like other queens yeah, have yeah. like their their series and things. Maybe she's just too busy doing her own shows and cabarets. Like she's still in P Town right now, doing a, an extended yeah. run of shows. So and it's not and like she's, she's on, hurting. She used to be on the Battle of the Seasons tour, and then she was on the Haters Roads mm-hmm. tour forever, and the yeah. all of the Murray and Peter tour. So she did well. Yeah, Tom, are you a fan of Ginger? I love Ginger. Like I'll be on. Like I was rooting for Ginger from episode one. Yeah, um, and I was always throughout the entire season. I was like, a Ginger is strong enough to win this, but I don't mm-hmm. think she will. That's how I felt too. Um, so for Rue to say like she's one of the biggest stars they've ever had, that's how I feel about her. Yes, there's also a little bit of a bias on my part because I have met her before. Um, I, she came on the podcast for like 30 seconds during DragCon. Um, and when I got to see her at the Beachman, like she's, she's a very personal person. She remembered me. So like I have this connection with her, but she definitely did not have a great run when it came to fans on season seven. It, I didn't like her when I watched it, but seeing her perform and do what she does naturally, that's when I really fell in love with her. So when this cast was announced, I said from the beginning, and I've definitely said it to you both at the times, Ginger was the only one who felt like she belonged in the Hall of Fame on paper from day one, because she was really the biggest star there. Um, but she did great this season. I don't I don't see any flaws in her game, really. It was very flat. It was very flat, but she did what she needed it, it, to do. Very high flat. Yeah. She just did the assignment. Um, she wasn't creative. That's fair. She looked that's the best totally she's fair. ever looked. Except Absolutely. For those first two episodes. <laughs> that's that. That's true. Well, next up is Kylie. Rue tells her that she has emerged as a competitor with so much soul. Kylie says it feels good the second time around, but Rue says that it feels like the first time. Rue asks if she is surprised by who has emerged from the cocoon since her transition. Kylie explains when she was little, she had to deny the feminine parts of her. When she started the transition, she had to deny the masculine parts of her so she can own her femininity. Once she transitioned, who she is runs deeper than what's on the outside, and Rue tells her that she is everything. Kylie explains she would not be the person she is today had it not been the opportunity she got from Rue. She says that Rue is the first real star she saw in person. She is everything that a star should be. Kylie says that to have that power helped can help the world if she could just be half of that rue kind of stops her and says it's kind of her to say and she can hear that what she's saying but wants her to know that kylie's hearing her story is her gift and it's helping so many people as well kylie is not the best at speaking i'm just gonna say that she she definitely is a um like myself, a mumbler when you're not reading off a script. It takes time to formulate the things that are going to come out of her mouth. Um, but we've heard her a lot this season talking about how Rue helped her, how Rue helped her. And then she's now going to tell Rue this praise. And Rue's like, I don't want to hear it. What did you think of this interaction between the two of them? Because let's be real. Was Michelle even here this this entire segment? She said nothing. Oh, yes. I said this. I said this while watching it. I was like, is like all Michelle said was to all of them was like, thanks, good luck, bye. Literally, the only time she'll speak is during the segment with Raja. 
but yeah. what what how did you yeah. feel about this this conversation this was for me a moment where i was like maybe kylie won't win because this felt weird um yeah like um what kylie was saying was great and you know like it makes sense as like a full whole redemption storyline of you know having this shithouse run on season two and then having this massive life change mm-hmm. in the middle to then come back and be like, here I am, here I am, fully me. Um, but yeah, it was kind of like, uh, oh, that's cute from Rue. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Um, so yeah, that was a strange exchange. Because I feel, yeah. I feel like this entire arc for Kylie, when especially in Confessional and a couple times in Untucked, was talking about how much she adored Rue and loved Rue and thanked Rue for this and that and this and that. I don't think we really like ever saw someone do that before. And at the same, at some points I was like, is she just being like a brown noser? She's just trying to suck up. And, but it is genuine for her. This, this is how she truly feels. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Russell, what's your thought? No, I think that, I mean, Kylie was robbed for the gone with the window challenge. Number one. In season uh-huh. two, we're gonna go with that back. Also, it's not over it. No, I'm not. She did great. She did great. <laughs> um, and then she, other people before herself, unlike or very like some people that I know. Mm-hmm. She she wants to give other people praise before accepting praise for herself because she doesn't feel worthy which we then saw later, but it, it was very much like a, I'm so shy. I'm, I'm so unsure of myself. And after going through everything that she did, it felt that she wasn't, she doesn't see herself as valuable. She doesn't see herself as yeah. someone worthy of that praise, even though she knows that she's a, a showgirl and a superstar and she, she's confident, but not for reasons that matter in the show. So sure. it was very kind of like, Ashful. I don't think that she was poorly spoken. She mumbles, but I don't think that she said anything stupid. And I mean, like Shay, Shay and All Stars Five was very Rue is amazing. You've done everything for me, even in like finale in season nine. Like you turned me into this person. And the the mm-hmm. praise was that's basically the only time that they get one on one or or one on one and a half, Michelle. <laughs> right, right. So so I think that like her getting to say that and saying like, you've made me feel confident enough to become the person that I am. was a very genuine thing, but they were looking for TV. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Last but not least is Raja and she's better than ever. She left season 11 downing herself. The internet started to tell her who she was and she had to drown out all the noise. She had to remember how powerful she is just as she is. Michelle, finally gets a chance to talk and tells her something clicked because the look she presented in season 11 verse now she came correct this time she is proud of everything she has shown and made them all it represents who she is and it looks good rue says that she has adopted purple as her signature color but magenta is her favorite color which is a shade of purple and a very latoya thing to say Interesting talk again with Raja. It's, it was very just matter of the fact, very casual, nothing that would make you think Raja's going to win. 
Sorry, Jan. Yeah, that's right? all I had to think about. I was like, not doing, not the purple queen. Right. I was like, oh no. Um, Tom, what did you think of Raja's chat with uh, Michelle and Rue? Yeah. Um, again, like it was, it was a, it was like the other three. It was a nice chat, but it wasn't anything groundbreaking. Yeah. Um, it just, yeah. It, I feel like we didn't get a lot out of these conversations this time. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it was very interesting. Yeah. I, I agree. I think it was a very interesting set of talks, and not just because Michelle had nothing to say, but because they weren't offering any insight as who the winner is going to be. It felt more like a recap and reminder as of their resume to the season, as opposed to how the season affected them. And maybe that's different from All-Stars compared to a regular season because there is more, quote-unquote, growth you experience on a regular season um, because it's your first time doing it. I don't know. Is this a segment that needs to be readdressed or retired, or or are we just going to keep passing through the the talks with Rue as just a thing that happens? I think conversation think at some point is important. They should do it, pageant. Yeah, but I think it should be a conversation, not a hi, sit and chat to us, not with mm-hmm. us, but to us. Yeah, because they they yeah. all just sit there and they're like, "All right, impress us," and it should be a conversation or an, or an interview question, like not not their why should you be the next drag hall of fame superstar queen of the world universe dot com dot co dot uk dot au, but uh, something that makes them prove themselves like the mm-hmm. the all-stars hall of fame is something that is more than just you're talented all of them are talented they proved that them sure several times over this season like all of them could have won except for serena and <laughs> it, w- it was just kind of like wh- why why have this if it's just sentimental for rue just don't right. air it. Like this episode could have been longer. You could have shown more of the lip sync. You could have I right. Done I, other and then that's why that's why I feel like when there's no tie-in to their actual podcast, it doesn't have a, a, a purpose as much. So it, maybe it, maybe it, it needs to be it didn't restructured. Anything other exactly. than brown nosing. Yeah. But it didn't even do well, that. Not really. It's Coronation Day, the Fierce and Fabulous Final Four. One of them is going to be in the Hall of Fame. Kylie gets that confessional as she points to herself, so Avi the winner. Kylie knows that this moment can not only change the chapter of her life, but open up a whole new fucking book. Raja is worn out after the rehearsal with Jamal. Eureka is mocked for her clap face, rehearsal face. Um, But they're all being very cordial right now because they know this. they got to cherish this final moment together before the big coronation. Eureka is so excited to wear all her clothes and Raja gives her a friendly reminder that she almost didn't make it to the finale. And I still say justice for Trinity. I, oh my God, Russell shaking I his wish, head again. I wish I did a top five, but Trinity also fulfilled her, her prophecy. She did her story. She, she, she is also so right. And she is very positive now in saying that it's not a it's not about losing they just didn't crown me yeah that's she fair. won she had two wins she totally mm-hmm. revitalized the fandom around her she lost two lip syncs but that's neither here nor there um 
I don't know. For me, I guess it would have been cool to have her on this track. Um, because she was. Oh, on the track, on the track. Yeah, on the track. Um, but I mean, she she as you said, she revitalized her career with this this appearance. I wish she could have done it a little sooner. Um, but that's on the casting and she had her moment and she did really well. And I think uh, that's just great. Ginger says that any single one of them getting the crown would be valid as she sees everyone has a strong argument to win. Raja asks if track record way will play a final um, decision. And Kylie says that they all are pretty balanced. Yes and no, right? I mean, that's, that's what we have to consider at this point. Is track record important? I don't know. Evie, not really. One. It's not important. Yeah. Um, Raja thinks this will be the last time she'll be competing in this competition. And Ginger says, never say never. To which Raja is like, unless they do a winter season. <laughs> Why keep when... that in if, if, it, if it wasn't going to happen? Yeah, because they needed to deflect from our <laughs> knowing what's going to happen. Um, but they are going to lasso the hearts of these judges. Let's move over to the runway where Rue comes out looking damn good, dripping in silver and that scrunched up blonde. I thought she looked good. I, I was a fan of this look. My favorite look of hers all season. Yeah. She had um, some poor looks this season, but this was great. Yeah. Um, just like that beautiful promo look for UK3, right? We love that one. Nude delusion. Very delusional. <laughs> Um, it is just family. Michelle and her cool glasses that I want. I really like those glasses. Yeah. I can take them off, right? Like, where do we get those? I think that they were I Still Love You NYC. Really? Oh I my god, so. I would get a pair. Oh my god, she I need also, them. She also has someone who stones all of her glasses, and we know that she loves her glasses. But I think that those specific yeah. pair, they're available as a purchase. Like, she's just fine. Oh my god, if they are, I'm going to get them and never oh, stop wearing them. Um, but Carson and Ross will help Rue decide who will be the winner and who to cram. But before we get to the runway, we got to talk about this is our country. Um, are either of you country fanatics? No, I don't dislike country music. I just think the subject matter is usually boring. You mean Me you don't truck, love? I love my. You don't dog, love the song "Fancy Like." Fancy. No, new, I still haven't listened to the it. Applebee's song. Yeah, no. They literally used it for the Applebee's commercial because it's so terrible. Um, they, what, wait, but they also obviously... used Selena Gomez for Olive Garden. Anyone catch that recently? That's true. That's true. Now, now, obviously, Tom, when it comes to country music in Australia, you have gifted us Keith Urban. You can have him. <laughs> <laughs> is is really there short. anyone else? He's, he well no he stands next to Nicole Kidman I don't know if he's actually short because she's a giant woman um but are there any other country stars of Australia yeah there are I um can't think of any right now no <laughs> a quick like, Google says is, yeah, Smokey like, Dawson is the next person oh really <laughs> um country isn't at all what it's like in the US here. So um, how would you however, describe the, it is there. The, yeah, how would you describe the music Keith Urban does? Like what kind of radio station plays Keith Urban? Um that would be um uh, who's sli- who's slim dusty? Do they play them on the same station? Okay, so 
Slim, you probably wouldn't hear on the radio these days. And I'm sure there's a country music um, mm-hmm. radio station. I couldn't tell you what it is. Um, but yes, they would play Slim Dusty on that, I guess. But you wouldn't get that on most other stations. But he's like your, he's your answer to Willie Nelson. I guess. Okay, I've got gotcha. But like, so. I like um, Keith Urban. Keith Urban's fine. So is he like just considered pop music for you guys? I couldn't even tell you a Keith Urban song. My mother loves Days him. go by. There you go. Your mom loves Keith, him. Keith Urban. Yeah, I don't know any of these songs. That's fair. That's fair. Well, I remember when we were preparing for this podcast, I sent a message to our group chat and I said, um, you both have homework. Um, I need the names of our hunky cowboys. I, I save a horse, ride a cowboy. Oh my God. Did did either They're, of you find out who these boys are? No, because I don't think that they are really your type. These were not twinks. No, but they were attractive men that I would at least like to hang out with and look at. Men's is is is. So yeah, that Russell, one, is that, that code for one. you know who, who they are and you're just not gonna no, tell I, me? I have no idea who they are. Okay, okay, fine. Um, okay, so I know you kind of were okay with it. I was not. Let's go through it. Um, I for one don't think Eureka understood the assignment and comes out looking like a regal queen, not from America. It just for me was too jarring for what this song was. But it's almost like Tom and I have the that. same exact like yeah. She came out as that, but she took that away and like you know I've got her lyrics here like she's saying no Mary Antoinette's no Mary Queen of Scots no Catherine the Great's no room for social hierarchy I think it's like an important message that's in there and a lot of what America is about um you know I recently saw Hamilton and have been listening to that non-stop and I now (laughs) understand more the American journey to freedom etc etc not the drag queen. Oh, I miss her. Um, <laughs> and, like, it makes sense for what this is my country means to her. Okay, okay. Um, and then it's sort of, it's then using also, like, they're not queens. We are queens. This is what a queen looks like. Someone okay. who's part of the people, someone who's part of the community, not someone who's was, above and better. It was so layered. It was so smart. It was perfect. Because she literally okay. she literally ripped it away. She said, we are not England. Yeah. We are mm-hmm. American. And I, I think her wig was awful and her bodysuit <laughs> should, should have been a different color. But it was very fitting. Okay. Um, and I mean, and for- if... Mm-hmm. And I have this, I have no bias or anything, but if she was skinny, people would have said something different. That is very definitely understandable. For me, I think she spent an entire lyric of a setup that didn't really pay off for me. Um, I mean, she says Eureka, you found it because she needed to say her name in the lyric. Um, I don't, I don't know. For me, it just didn't connect. And again, she is at a slight disadvantage because what was the song she did for season 10? American. American. Eureka, so, you found it. Watch me smile and watch me say because I'm living my true self every day. But that lyric made more sense it's for not a that color, for gender, this or song, size. you know? 
that's what I was looking for in this one. I know she didn't want so to she make that her statement here, but I don't know. It was just I, I don't. I did not connect with this like I did with the other three, who I think for me knocked it out of the park. Um, anything else to I say about Eureka? She, she, did, she can spit about... a rhyme. She she can spit a rhyme, and I'll give her the credit for that. She spoke more about a common experience rather mm -hmm. than her own, which was sure. more palatable to more people, which is achievable on a pop record, which the pop record. So she did the assignment and more. It just wasn't, I'm Eureka, I'm the Elephant Queen. This is a country song. I'm from Tennessee. Fair. I you can ride. Look it. at you go just now. <laughs> now... Uh... What I now here here's what I'm gonna go with where I was like this for me felt more powerful when Ginger starts off with oh my country tis the tea motherland for everyone who yearns for equality that feels more universal and uh, stronger message than what Eureka brought. It felt your Ginger this whole season has felt very. I've been waiting for my next All Stars attempt. Here's what I'm gonna bring. Here's what's going on. Perfect. We're gonna put it in here. Pull the for lever, me, it came out perfectly packaged and polished, I, and it was great, but it wasn't genuine. I think what she did in one line is what Eureka tried to do in an entire verse. Okay, so Eureka had a whole verse, a whole four bars to accomplish right. that, and she did it. And, and, Ginger, and Ginger did so many other things, and was right. very, it felt very uh, extra, and she tried to shove so much in there as much as possible. Okay, Tom. Where are you on Ginger's lyrics and verse? Um, you know, it was good. It was, it was well, great good. as well. Um, I don't think that she's given a completely, you know, both her and Eureka have given the same message in mm -hmm. a way. Right. And, you know, like everyone who yearns for equality, like Eureka's got that same line of no room for social hierarchy. Like it's the same message like sort of summed up in a single line. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like that Ginger put a lot of things into one thing. It was almost like a jam, look at everything I can do moment. He's mm -hmm. everything rather than one thing really well done. Yeah. Um, All right, okay. Which um, I don't I like because cool. I love Ginger, but yeah. Mm -hmm. I love like this revolutionary... Tom and I agree, and Michael disagrees. I know, right? This is crazy. When has that Wild. not been the case, though? Like last last time, last, okay. In general, it's the case, but last time we pod, it was <laughs> we disagreed, and Michael agreed with either one of us. But I love this united front that we present. Yeah, it's it's an alliance. I knew it was going to happen one day, but okay. Yeah. The look she also I think looked little... so good. She did. She it did. wasn't full on country, but it still fit a country star nowadays would look like so i think she she looked good i i really did think she looked good and she sounds good she always sounds good on a record she knows how to record a song yeah, she okay she doesn't look modern though she looks like dolly parton she looks full right, that's what exactly yeah, she looks like now. a country like, star she looks like a drag dolly parton so dolly yeah parton. it was amazing I'm here for it yeah it was great she looked like she probably had this in her I don't know, the back of her closet from when she did Dumpling. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Remember that? Um, 
Oh, I do. Oh, I do. Um, now I, I know there are a lot movie. of people trying to yeah. come for uh, the 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 order um, the song went. But as a reminder, if you know the alphabet, they went in alphabetical order. This is a thing that happens. I've been thinking about this all day because I knew you were going to bring it up. Mm-hmm. And the one incongruous, yes, there verse, are, there's definitely one. Mm-hmm. And it is. It was only because they did it as a. Uh, sanctimonious like farewell to the set in all stars three and they had to do it in order of the physical set and that's why they did it because they based on the choreography and i finally figured it out i cracked the code call me sasha bell yeah or frisbee jenkins yeah most of the time it is in alphabetical order because i know at first i was like oh my god they put the the two big queens together but i'm like no no now i got it when they did their uh their uh lion dance duet i think they did really well together um I don't think Eureka could move as well as Ginger did because of what she was wearing, but no fault of her own. But I really just love that moment because it still had that like elegance, but also had that country charm. I, I, I enjoyed the choreography that Jamal brought to this number. I just didn't get the trucks. Country. Come on, you country. said it earlier. What is the country song? Trucks. Right, but but there's, I don't know. I just felt like you have a backdrop behind you. Here are some trucks. Literally pulled out of prop storage. This is what they got. This is the front was... of the truck we got four of them. <laughs> they need exactly. to tie in, you know, like the start of it with Ruin Tanya Tucker or whatever the fuck her name is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, put, it tied the whole thing together. And, you know, country music, it's yeah. all about the journey. You can't go on a journey without a vehicle. That's true. That's very true. Okay, so Kylie comes out looking downright country, uses that twang. And again, if you're not familiar with Tanya Tucker, you're not going to get this, but that was Tanya Tucker vocals. It had that that grit to it. It had that power. I think Kylie sounded really good in this track. She is a phenomenal singer. What? Yeah boggles my mind is that you could go to a Kylie Sunique love show and see one of three things. You could see gymnastics Kylie. You could see showgirl Kylie, which is different. Mm -hmm. Or you could see singer Kylie. Kylie has a lot of music out there. It's not always published, but she sounds phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Especially here. She, she, I could listen to her sing everything. I love her, but also like she has a very palatable voice yeah it was, i thought she had a strong vocal um was it the and strongest she, lyric no it sounded good though and it, 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 sounded, it made no, sense it good. I thought it was good yeah absolutely and she did not nail the trick no she fucked up the bandanaography are you good at bandanaography i um I've done I've done a competition number with bandanas. Yes, I could say that I've done it well. But also, you <laughs> fucked up. Like, who knows what take they used? Maybe she nailed it. Maybe they didn't get the proper angle of her smashing it. And she didn't drop it, but she didn't do it the way it was taught. Right. That's true. And I screamed when um, I saw it the first time. I was like, she got it wrong. Oh, how did you feel about Kylie's uh, verse and her look? I liked it. Okay, so we'll start with the verse. I liked the verse. Um, it was a simple message, but it was well written. Like, 
if they can't lower heaven, heaven then we're going to raise hell. Like, mm-hmm. it's fun, it's it's punny, it's mm-hmm. relevant um, to now. And then, yeah, it is very obvious stuff. I stand real proud and so should you. Let's stand together in our red, white and blue. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, I guess maybe that's a little bit simple, but a, a great message. However, the look, I feel comparatively was very simple um it wasn't the like, most simple though we're getting to it we're getting to it like she she's just cut one sleeve off a red jacket and wore a p- pair of shorts that are probably from h&m and h h&m and that's it okay but <laughs> I, I i stand her to the ends of the earth and she she said, and she posted a picture that her look was based off of "Bad" by Michael Jackson. She's wearing the same jacket minus the sleeve with the same I was studding. Say it was a very yeah, and like, the same t-shirt, the exact same t-shirt. It's Keith Haring has the same red, white, and blue little people on it, and she looked hot. Like when does Kylie never look hot? Oh, yeah, yeah no, like gorgeous. she looks great. I think that yeah. she relied too much on her television narrative because she was talking about how she was going to say that well people judge me for my my accent my voice and my twang and then the lyric is literally just i'm gonna use my twang when i need to yell yeah okay so when are you not going to use it like it, it just it all played in very well together they really put together all the good parts for her it's true well Raja is like, here's my gingham, but don't stare too hard at my head because you will confuse yourself deciding if those are puffy shoulders or terrible pigtails. I really couldn't focus. It was terrible hair. What was she, what was on her head? Please someone explain that to me. I loved the hair. Oh my God. Okay. And it's not because I hate you. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Okay. So I don't know. It looks like two pieces. Listeners, listeners, viewers, we're not, we're, we can just see each other now, but this was originally Kylie's garment. Correct. And then she lent it to Miley Cyrus, mm-hmm. Miley Cyrus Love, who then gave it back to Kylie, who then lent it to Raja. Now, this wig is Miley Cyrus's hair. It's also not purple. Red and blue purple. make purple. So I just, I'm, I've deduced that this was not Raja's original hair and she mm-hmm. borrowed it or she made it. It's still ugly as sin. Yeah. But it very much fits the the, the feeling and the swag and the, the country vibe. But the costume is the worst thing I have ever seen other than her bikini during the Hot Tropics runway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tom, what 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 did you think of this look by Miss Raja? Um, it she looks like she's wearing a tablecloth, um, which she yeah. cut into. It's actually actually I believe it could be the same tablecloth that um <laughs> she who shall not be named Scarlett Adams made into that little dress in. Is it Aww. is it also Drag the Grace same tablecloth from season two when they had to eat the nasty food? Probably. Could That's where Kylie got it. It's a legacy yeah. garment. <laughs> yeah, and it's the same tablecloth that was on the um, tables at the 
Ah, uh, the Charles family cookout. Oh, probably. Oh, tea. Look at it. That, Come on, season five, Manifestinato. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, um, back to yeah. that. I hate the hair. What the fuck are those fluffy bullshit? Thank you. The purple boots don't really go with anything else. No. Nope. No. no. That looks fun, but she doesn't look what, good. What do you think her original look was for this? I don't think she had one. Okay. I think she would yeah, have worn a, yeah. any anything she had already brought because she was so adamant about that. But when... I don't think she had something for this. That's fair. She pulled a Monique yeah. Harp season 10. That's fair. Um, I thought Kylie and Raja were a very good pair dancing together because uh, they brought both brought uh, their own flair um, and they each interacted really well with each other. Um, so they, I thought their duet was quite good. Um, mm. But we're gonna, we have to talk about the best moment of this entire music video. And it was, who the fuck is that dancer who flipped? And can I have him now? Like, Jesus Christ, he was stunning. That man was beautiful. The blondish one? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Like, flip into my heart, man. So, <laughs> listeners, if you know who he is, please let me know. I would like to find him. Drag Race is known for giving us some of the most beautiful dancers ever. I would like to know who this one is. And Russell, I know you know who it is. I know you're holding back on me. I think Russell's MIA at the moment. That's (laughs) fine. Um, Before we jump off, um, you know, that I do want to say as much as I didn't like Raj's look, I do think her verse was the best one. Oh, okay. Why? Which, you know, I'm not Raj's biggest fan. However, um, she can rap well. And mm-hmm. her verse just, it played out really well. Like, it's catchy. It's boppy. It's something you want to like. It's, you know, it's like when Nicki Minaj's verse comes up in a song that's just like absolutely slaps. It's the one you want to be able to rap along with. Yeah, that it was very the much energy the energy that I got from it. Yeah, RuPaul featuring Raja D. O'Hara. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and and then the lyrics are also fantastic, poignant I and beautiful. Like, yeah, and like very important messaging, and again, like very to the point of what this is our country is about, not ignoring the stuff that a lot of other queens may have ignored to just be like, this is our country. Be you, be great. Which, you know, is a great message. Absolutely. She won won Um, the challenge. Except for the look. Yeah. So Russell, you're not, you don't know who our flipper was that, that beautiful. No, I don't know. I don't know who it was or nor, nor does it matter because it's not like we know we can't contact them. Instagram exists. Of course, you can contact them. Yeah, but who's going to come crying when they leave you on red? (laughs) If Michael was able (laughs) to stalk me down on Instagram from the other side of the world. Is that how it happened? I never knew how that happened. Yes. Yeah, basically. Probably. (laughs) Um, Just kidding. (laughs) Overall, did we like this song? Did we like the performance? No. I won't listen to it again. All right, Tom. 
Um, it's not a bad song. Um, no. Overall, it was like, you know, it was fun. It was nice. I enjoyed watching it. However, it just didn't quite have that, um, bam, this is a finale exciting yeah. moment. It was, it was no, you know, kitty girl. There was no, there wasn't a unity. Rachel there Rocky. wasn't. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It wasn't like mm-hmm. a boom, here's a top four. It was like, here's a, a possible top two and here's the other possible top two. I agree. Now. Mm. Uh, now that we know that there is a season two of Drag Race Down Under and Rue probably will recycle this song and create This Is Our Country Australian uh, remix, um, Tom, who is going to play the Tanya, Tanya Tucker part? Who will Rue collaborate with? Oh, sorry to do a Australian version like mm-hmm. This Is My Country. Yeah. If it's not Kylie Minogue, we riot. It won't be Kylie <laughs> Minogue. It, All right, like, I'm here for it. Danny, if you're lucky. Um not Delta? Um, no, Delta's a bit dull. Um, also, she's cancelled for... Why? Why do we cancel get Delta? <laughs> no, that she being do? her name. You know, like Delta is now... Oh, oh gotcha, gotcha. Um, well, that, this she, is, that is your country. She's admitted to that already, yes. That is our country. Um, <laughs> which is fine. You know, we're here. It, maybe it's, it's our turn. Um, All right, well... We're going to move over. Yours is. <laughs> it's true. We're going to move over to the runway where the category is All Star Hall of Fame Eleganza Extravaganza. And in honor, we will play Crown It or Frown It. Are we ready? First up is Eureka, Look by Patrick Howell, Hair by Wigs and Grace, Jewels crown by it. Rocks by Cox. Nails. Absolutely Crown It. Nails by Glamazon. Yeah. Um, all right, so she's doing a share inspired look. I think she looks elegant and the purple is nice. I do not care for the nude because under those lights you can see through it. Um, but this is your chance to wow. This is a wow moment. Um, would have been cool to see something a little more original. That being said, there are a lot of elements, but truly affected her walk. But she didn't disappoint, she looks good. Wasn't my favorite, Michael. Did you appreciate Shay's finale look? her a final runway last season it was fine it was good did you say it needed to be original probably i say that i don't think that you did because (laughs) her look was a facsimile of fashion from the 50s and 60s and eureka looked the best the second best that she's ever looked okay what's the first best something on we're here Either the oh. the cage little camouflage look that she reused for her entrance look, or the, the bodysuit with the pink and I don't know. Yeah, right. Hey, Tom, how did, yeah. This, did you this think is this top look? three. Yeah, no, I would one hundred percent crown this. It is it fulfills the brief of extravaganza, eleganza, mm-hmm. extravaganza. Like it's way, way, way over the top. Um, I do agree with you about the nude illusion part. However, I am not a nude illusion fan. Um, I just find it looks a little bit tacky sometimes. However, in this look, it does blend well enough. Um, mm-hmm. And the look overall is fantastic. I will say that I, my one of my favorite parts of it was that she had hair on. 
people wear that huge headdress all the time and they don't wear hair. Mm-hmm. And she had long, beautiful, blonde, big, curly hair. It was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Michelle says this is her favorite Eureka look ever. She loves how much she has grown as a person and how she brings it to her drag. Ross would never think of her when seeing her look, seeing this look on a hanger, which is why he loves that she wore it. She keeps them on their toes. His favorite lyric was a true queen lives and leads by example and says if that's true, she's royalty. Carson says that her music video had power and grit. Rue asks her how she will look back at her time. She says that she's really going to love watching herself be fabulous on the runway. She loves being a big girl and serving a look. The world looks at people like her and sees laziness, undisciplined, insecurity, a morbid, morbidly obese loser. She doesn't fit in, but she fits in drag. Her heart, her costumes, her clothes, her self-love and hard work is custom made for her. She's not the best person in the world, but she's forever evolving. She will do her absolute best to reign. She's not a loser. She's a wiener. Yes, she ended her heartfelt sentiment with a hot dog reference. Um, They really cut out the part that said, why should you be in the Hall of Fame? And they said, just make this an original speech by you. Can I say this? This was I. Well, uh, you know what? I'm going to read my my comment now and we'll we'll, um, I'll save it for now. But. I love that they incorporated their final statements within the critiques because it felt natural and not forced. Keep doing this. Keep doing this, please. This was right. Um, you're both crowning it, correct? Absolutely. Yes. I would what have am crowned I her. What do you think? You're going to crown it. Yeah, I crown it. Just put it out there so you don't think I'm fucking <laughs> lying. I crowned it. Okay, well, I can't read that far. So yeah. maybe it said drown it. I don't know. Drown it. No, it is crown it. Um, the audience was 77% uh crown it, 23% frown it. Um what was wrong with it? Nothing was wrong with that outfit. I think it's the same things that I felt. It was just not perfect. Is that what we're expecting now? Like 100 percent perfection. For the the Hall of Fame eleganza, sure. No, this was this was was there a prompt for the runway? Did yeah, RuPaul she, say? That, yes. Hall of Fame extravaganza eleganza. And that doesn't fulfill the prompt, like Tom said? I don't know. Maybe. Feathers and stones and... Oh, she looked great. All right, let's talk about Ginger Midge. Hair by Bitter Betty. <laughs> oh, my God. That's going to be a fun season. It, um, let's look up... Take it back. Hair we'll by one eight hundred takeout. Um, look by Gidget Galore. Gloves by Violet. Jewels by Gems by Genesis. Did you know that Ginger Minge had a shoulder tattoo? I did not. Why she not? Because she never exposed it. And the other one, the gummy bear. Yeah, this is what made this special because this is something she's never done before. It's different and it was beautiful. I love the color palette. Pink, blue, and purple works so well together. The hair is pristine. One of the best units she has worn. I wish the dress wasn't as giant as it was because it made the proportions seem a tad off, but give it up to Ginger for stepping out of the box for a final look. All right. Let's here's, here's the bone that I have to pick with you. If Eureka was a, someone who pulled something that was already been done before Mm -hmm. Ginger Minge, her gown has been done hundreds of times over. This was a Zach Posen recreation, almost down to the color palette. 
Did she look stunning? Did she look the best she has ever, ever, ever looked? May ever look again? Absolutely. But this has been done before and is not original. All right. Tom? Unafraid to reference um, or not reference. Like, yeah, yes, sure, this is a silhouette look that we've seen before, but I love it. She looks fantastic. Um, and, yeah, like, I agree with what you've said, Michael, like, the colour part perfect um, and looks really pretty on her. I, I really disagree. enjoy it. Like, it's, it's elegant. It's up there. But the fact that she is still showing off those tattoos as well sort of still brings that element of her to the look mm -hmm. as well. Like, she's not completely losing who she is because, you know, she, the self-proclaimed glamour toad. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be saying that this is glamour toad, but it is glam. And she's still she's, by herself. She's still there, yeah. She mm -hmm. reused a wig from earlier. She really said, this is me. No matter what, I will always look good because you've said that I can't. And she proved everyone wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she Ross knew how to dress for the lighting. She sure did. She's finally learning. Uh, Ross says she looks gorgeous. It hurts to look at. Ross says they had an expectation starting the season, but she did it better. She has a natural ease as a performer and she's a joy to watch. Carson says it gets a little bit of camp and fun. And it's really gorgeous, gorgeous elevated, elegant. elegant, and beautiful. He said she was in her element in the music video, dancing with cute boys and making love to the camera. Michelle says she was fantastic. And now Ginger will say she has worked so hard without a crown on her head. She told her story and became one of the biggest stars. Imagine what she can do with a crown. She didn't have That's anyone like her lost. to look up to. She didn't have anyone like her to look up to on television growing up, but she holds herself to the standards of a winner. If she couldn't achieve it, she worked hard to get there. She is a winner and wants to show the kids of the world. Yeah, um, not that was not the best statement because that was almost like, mm, give it to me. She said, I don't need to win. I've already won before. Let mm -hmm. someone else win. This morning. And how did you feel about her speech, Tom? I I actually don't know if I have many feelings about it. It was a nice little That's speech. Fair. Love Ginger. Right, yeah. But yeah, she didn't say anything new. No, not at all. Um, I like this look. I'll give it a crown it. Yeah, I'll crown it. Oh, absolutely crown it, but the audience was 70% crown it, 30% frown it. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I agree. Kylie Sonique I did, loved I did love her shoes. There, I mean, she's she's limited at the shoes she wears. Yeah, at this point. Um, Kylie Sonique loved look by Josie as a car. Um, we are used to seeing floor length gowns and a big statement piece for this runway. Kylie says she's going to do her. Uh, would it have been a moment to see her in a gorgeous gown? Yes. But you got to give her props for her statement was in her words. This felt like a retro 90s Barbie. It is a short dress. She has shown off those legs and they are stunning. She wants to be the representation of America and she is saying it here. I do love how the gloves really do elevate it. Um, but that blonde tinsel hair with the red and blue undertones. Oh, we love to see it. Um, it's not the best thing she's worn, but she is being true to herself and to soon be the first trans winner of the show, we should give her praise for being true to herself in this moment. 
But again, we have an expectation for what this this runway should be. And it was a little bit of jarring. Russell, Which is thoughts? Why, why, I think that's why it worked. Mm-hmm. She made her statement verbally and with the clothes that she wore that she borrowed, which is good for her. Um, her hair was stunning. The gloves were beautiful. Mm-hmm. The glasses were, I thought the glasses were tacky. They were perfect, but they were tacky. Yeah. Um, and she r- really kind of threw everything on its head where you have to be in a pageant stunning Miss Continental gown to win the show. Because everyone's done mm-hmm. that in the past and everyone has made that that like their their cookie cutter put into that format. And she said, no, nah, that's okay. Yeah. And she did her and she, that's I she was so truly herself and she finally could be that. And that was the culmination of her story finally. And mm-hmm. it was very much like, all right, here's who I am and here's why I am a winner. Not here's not why I should win, but here's why I'm a winner. Do you think if she did like a reveal from like some sort of like gown and just ripped it off and came out walking like that, it could have made a statement as well? Possibly, but not really, because like that, the statement was that she was in a short mm-hmm. mini dress and that she was herself and she was unapologetic. Oh. And also, I, I think that's what she probably meant to wear for the last music video. And yeah. then she was like, wait a second, we're, we're done. I have one thing left to wear. I'm not out of options, but let me make this statement with this. Let me really make this me. Yeah. Tom, where, where are you on Kylie's look? Okay, yeah. Like, like I'm picking up what you all are putting down with the making a statement and not wearing a big gown and whatever. However, I was really underwhelmed with this. Like it, to me, it, you know, you guys are using the term dress, but really it kind of just looks like a corset and a piece of fabric. Um, a very pretty corset. <laughs> yeah. And all of that. But at the same time, it is very literal to the song, but not to the runway. Like, mm-hmm. You know, she looks fresh off the scene of American, and yeah, <laughs> it was very it the is very like it wasn't. And, everyone you know, wears like the, a the, the the last the last look of a of a runway show. That's what they wear. They wear the gown. They wear the showstopper. She wore like look number four of the blonde yeah. runway. Yeah, yeah, like it's a like it's a nice look. She looks fucking hot, but. It didn't quite do it for me. Um, and yeah, I don't know how you feel. Like, how do you feel? Real question. Like, she's wearing the American flag. How does, what does that look like to you? Like, what are some words you might say when you see a drag queen wearing a glittered American flag? See, that's where I don't know how I feel because I don't think I have a feeling or, or a, a care. I, um, it, it's interesting because you can drive down the streets of, of New Jersey, Northern Bergen County, and see the American flag hanging out of um, the, the, the tops of houses. 
And then for me, it doesn't make an impact. It doesn't matter to me. It's a flag. But to other people, it has so much more of an impact. When it comes to a drag queen and a trans performer wearing the flag, it makes a statement. And I think that's the part of where I think it is effective. It's because it's Kylie wearing the flag. She I don't think I would what, have the same reaction if it was any of the other three. She knew what RuPaul feels and how Michelle feels, especially about, about stars. Pa- pa- patriotism and stars. Come on now. <laughs> um, and, and she really used her oh my god (laughs) um (laughs) used herself as this is my finale this is my elegance this is my statement and really opened up again with raja like you don't have to take us a fifty thousand dollar loan you don't have to spend twenty five thousand dollars on drag race you can borrow from your friends you can make it all yourself you can spend six hundred dollars and and really fulfill the brief because of who you are and she made up for it with the fact that she knew we would talk about it Mm -hmm. the the designer the person that she she um like uh not qualified but she said she credited she credited the designer that's not anywhere on their instagram I think this was a personal piece that they owned and they were like, Hey, do you have something red, white, and blue? And the designer said, sure. And Kylie was like, great. And she really made that runway her own. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So look, maybe I just have a, there's a disconnect between the Absolutely. wearing of a flag piece between you and myself say like, you know, if, someone wears an Australian flag, the things that the things that pop into my mind are tacky, trashy, bogan. Right. And, and it just yeah. like ginger spice and the um and the yeah. Union Jack. So like it, it, it's it's yeah. definitely a thing. Um so I and com- like, completely yeah. understand. Yeah. And like, 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 legal. Six, like Courtney Act walked out in the Australian flag and yet to have the Aboriginal flag as the other half of that dress and like that was really cool to have both of those flags. However, when I saw her walk out in that, I was just like, <laughs> "Fair." This is embarrassing. Um, so yeah, well, look, maybe yes, it's a me not fully understanding that part of it. Um, however, I she looks hot. Ten out of ten would be absolutely, of course. Ross did. did Ross loves. Did she make us question our attraction to other people? She she fully turned every viewer into like, "Wow, she is so hot." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's always been hot. Always. Yes, but but now especially Kylie said, look at me. I'm confident in myself. You are looking at me. You will pay attention to me. I'm really fucking hot. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Ross loves that she wore the American flag because this is what America looks like. Ross tells the story of the bomber jacket that was reversible and feels like that's what happened to her there. She turned herself inside out and shocked them all. I was like, really, Ross? Come on, dude. Um, Carson says it's fun with the details from the shoe to the body shimmer, the gloves and sunglasses. She is beautiful, wonderful, valuable American. Michelle says she has watched and admired her for years. Her thing was sexy, but throughout this competition became more of a superstar than she already was. 
She realized there was so much more in there. Rue loves that she leaned into her twang in the song. When an artist embraces that the, what is naturally there, that's when we have the opportunity to fall in love. Kylie says that the twang was something she used to be ashamed of, but now she wanted to rewrite the story and wanted to own it. She had to work with everything in life, but she kept going and is proud of everything she has shown. Being crowned would prepare her for the next chapter of her life. She wants to inspire people to live in their truth and don't play down to anyone because we only go around the world one time, so make it count. It's not really true. We go around the... It's fine, but I understand she was going, what she's saying. But... um. Crowning. Just like Pheromone. It, it, Pheromone did a 360. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I crown it. This was a, it was a moment. It was a statement. And good for her. Crown it. I'm yeah, going. of course. Yeah, I'll crown it. Like, I liked the look. Yeah. We Audience, 89, 80, <laughs> 89% crown it, 11% frown it. And finally, Raj O'Hara looked by Raj O'Hara. We knew it would be purple. Uh, she looks great. That exposed leg is beautiful. I'm bored. I'm bored. I um, Here's why I'm bored. Because this is what I expected. And designing all her looks was her storyline. But I think this was a moment to pass the torch to someone who could have elevated her vision. Um, at the end of the day, this is a plain purple velvet dress with a wig with one of the worst wig lines in the history of the show. Come on, that boy hair was exposed. Um, but she, I also need a she, necklace. She needed about 25 pounds of jewelry yeah. because she was wearing a Bob Mackie dress. The same dress that Shay wore for the final lip sync last season. The same dress that Beyonce wore with that same applique. She looked stunning, but it was very... Okay. Yeah. I was yeah. bored. Yeah, it was like a, she turned the corner and it was, and Raja wore a purple dress. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and Cheryl yes, did a death drop. <laughs> Yeah, it's very bad. It's the same energy. It's just like, and um, great dress, looks pretty. She looks pretty, but I'm not getting the extravaganza yeah, from exactly. this. And it just looks like a very well executed design challenge. Like it looks like yes. she made this dress really well. Like it looks like she would have won the design challenge of a make a dress out of this Piece velvet. <laughs> this piece of velvet yeah, yeah. um i agree um no michelle sense. said michelle said she sideswiped them and she, they didn't see her coming she says she wasn't memorable in her original season but she left an impression every time she hit the runway this time around on the runway she loves the purple carson says he was at ease and she was great he says that she understands her body and fashion Ross knows that the dress took longer than 60 seconds to make. She started in purple, and that's the perfect bookend for the season. 
Raja will now say that she started the competition a couple years ago as a rock with a hard exterior. She says the diamonds are built under pressure. This competition was the pressure for her. She walked in a gem and now feels shiny. She feels absolutely exposed and brilliant and thanks them personally for helping her reach her journey. She wants to show the younger generation that you can live in your truth, not be perfect and shake away the negativity. You can dance to your own groove and hope to hear your song. And today she hopes the song is congratulations. I enjoyed what she was trying to say there. Um, it was a little more interesting than the look. Have, I will say that. Um, I will crown it because I think they all looked great. And my, for me, it was not my favorite of the four of them because I expected a little more, but she still looked good. Yeah, and I agree that I, I can't say this is a bad book. I can't say I don't yeah, like it. absolutely. And I do, I do crown it, yeah. Russell? Yeah, it's not, a bad, it's not a bad look. She just... It was very... It's kind of like Ginger's performance the entire season. She it can construct a garment. She knows her body. She knows what looks good. She will wear purple. And she didn't spend a lot of money and didn't need to, but also she just looks like she's going to a gig and the category is evening gown. Not yeah. this is the finale of Drag Race where I might win $100,000. Are you are you both ready to be surprised for the results from the audience? No, because I'm no. The audience was ninety-five 90%, 90%, 90% crown it, five percent frown it. This was the most best voted look of all four. I was like, okay, no. great, good for you. Because it's um, safe, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, since we don't have any deliberations this time around, we're going to kind of insert untucked here because there was an untucked uh, for this episode. Uh, so for con continuity, we'll throw it in here. Um, they all hug it out after an emotional judging. Ginger pushed herself to do things she never knew she was capable of doing. She feels like a worthy winner. Kylie knows Drag Race history is going to happen and would be honored to carry on the legacy. Eureka thinks it's anyone's game and one of them will be placed in the Hall of Fame forever. Raja loves her sister, but she's glad it's not up to them to win the title because the judges will keep it real. So the top four go through the door and Ginger is kind of glad they are going to crown someone, but sad that this is their last time in the workroom for probably all four of them. Um, only because she wore purple, Raja will be helping Eureka out of her head dress because um, it's going to reveal purple hair. I guess when you wear purple, Raja immediately likes you. Um, Kylie didn't get the memo to wear purple, but blue and red do make purple, as we said earlier. Uh, they are celebrating at, that they don't have to vote for anyone, and they reminisce about their performance, that they each had their own thing. They, they really enjoyed working together on that song. Eureka is trying to sit up to drink her cocktail. Um, it kind of was very reminiscent of Ginger trying to do the sexy move in rehearsal. Wasn't sexy. Wasn't sexy. It's just it, it's just like me trying to do the same thing. It's not going to be sexy. It's never going to be. But Ginger says she got winded doing the popping, but with the boys around her, you could, couldn't tell her that she was anything else, especially with all the boys being oiled up. Um, I would like to hold on to an oiled up boy. That sounds like a fun Friday night. No? You're saying no, Russell? 
I think the point is that you can't hold on to an oil, oiled up boy. Like right. she was, yeah. she, she said she was holding, around. she was holding on for dear life. Um, Ginger's husband CJ won't be jealous because he centers her and supports her. They haven't spent a day apart in over three years, and she misses him. He sees the beauty when she's feeling down. And I just was like, I want a person like that. That sounds amazing. And I've met him a, a once or twice. And he's a very, very, very nice guy. Russell, have you met him before? No, I've never met Ginger or CJ. No, not at dra- the drag con? Never been a drag con. Why? Why, Why not? The, the first few, I was like, what am I going to do with these drag cons that I wouldn't do just on a weekday? You didn't now, hang out with now, Britta? Yeah. Now it's different. No, I mean, Britta's never had a booth. Well, she was part of that booth that one year. Yeah, she was part of the Alyssa Edwards, like, yeah. nice free life booth. Yeah. Which was Britta, Laguna, Jan, Rose, Alyssa, Lemon. Icons. Legends. I think I was working. I don't know. Stars. Maybe. There we go. Kylie says she can relate because she would be told she looks beautiful in drag, but when she would take it all off, she would look in the mirror. She wouldn't look in the mirror. She made a she made friends, friends with a neighbor, neighbor who told her to get in that mirror and love on herself. Once she started to do it, she took better care of herself. She's happy in and out of her makeup now. Eureka loves getting the interview with Rue and Michelle, and Roger says she was very comfortable walking into it, and it was like talking with her mama and her auntie. She left with a huge smile on her face because they are real people with real emotions and invested time in their stories and who they are. Sure they did. Absolutely. Not for um, TV at all. Kylie says she has to keep pinching herself because it was just her and her RuPaul CDs and could only imagine what it was like to just be in the same room with her. In confessional, she takes out the CD cover from Rue's album and tells us that she had that picture on her wall from her very first drag race audition. Rue has made her dreams a reality. Have we ever seen that drag race audition? Has that been made public anywhere? Do we know? I don't think so. A lot of people have, but not hers. Okay. Um, maybe, maybe this is her time to do it if she feels comfortable doing it, just or at least show that picture or that moment. Um, cause I didn't remember it. Otherwise it probably would have had a little more of an impact. Um, Kylie would knows that it would be an honor to carry out the legacy of Rue and, and win or lose. They are all products of the system. And you know what? I think it's a good, good thing to call drag race a system. Cause it is a very different pageant of life. Eureka says that they all got raves from their judges. Raja wants to know what's next. Ginger doesn't know how many of them will be lip syncing and what, if there's an assassin, Oh snap. Um, then they're freaking out because they think maybe the other girls are in the other room voting. If that were the case, what do you think the votes would have been like? If they had to vote for a top two? They knew damn well that they weren't in the hotel together. They sent them home after that. They knew they weren't there. Okay, well, may, let's pretend. Let's play pretend. Who yeah, do you um, think they would have voted for? Ginger and Kylie. Okay. Yeah, they would have canned Eureka. Um, I'm, uh, 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 it definitely would have been Kylie. I'm torn as to which, like which way. I don't think they would. Have, I don't think enough people would have picked Raja, but I think the fan favorites would have picked Raja, and that would have been like a "you were robbed" kind of storyline. Yeah, no, I, I fully agree with that one. But 
They each get ready to lip sync. Ginger's look isn't a gown, but it epitomizes who Ginger is. Simple, elegant, over the top, and just beautiful. Raja is admiring herself in the mirror. She's shown what she's capable of, and she needs them to know who she is and what she represents. She's got tall-ass heels, but she can walk and dance in motherfucking heels. This is the moment Kylie has been waiting for. The dress is dope, and you can feel the energy in the room and how bad they each want it. And Eureka says, you know who's going to win because they look like, um, because the only accessory they're missing is the crown. She is sparkles from her toes to her finger and her hair would fit a crown lovely. All right. The, all true, the a true pageant queen. She said, I will, wear, I will wear crowning hair. Ginger did not. If they had to try mm-hmm. to shove a crown onto that big, huge wig that she rewore, it would not have fit. Mm-hmm. No. And they don't, they, they haven't put a crown on someone since Alaska because they knew that none of them would wear proper hair because none of them are not a pageant. Exactly. Well, the All-Stars return and the time has come to lip sync, but we get a message from reigning All-Star cyborg Shay Coulee wearing Veronica Green's (laughs) hand-me-downs. She's broadcasting from Chromatica, uh, clearly. She understands how difficult the competition is, and she is proud of each and every one of them and can't wait to welcome one of them into the Hall of Fame. This was obviously pre-planned. She had no fucking idea who was in that room, did she? No, she she filmed that video a year ago. Exactly. They Rue, also, she's also not officially in the Hall of Fame. Her Hall of Fame picture on every episode was from her Instagram true it's true that little like posed like i don't know ridiculous rue is going to allow all four of the finalists to lip sync for the crown but they will be doing it individually this time the others are not going to be on the back of the stage to watch thank god now for those listeners who remember this um trio of panelists talking about the drag race down under um finale that was my biggest gripe it was everyone was standing back state back on that um the back of the stage and saw what everyone was doing so whoever went last we believe i believe last time would would have been scarlet got to do one up everybody else i am here for this format if you're if this is the way it has to be thoughts agreed it's the most fair i agree yeah. What happens if yeah, you I think this is pull a firecracker sense. out and someone else pulls out confetti and the camera only got one of them? Or the, mm-hmm. the angle looks better and you just see the back of someone's head and you're like, well, it's too bad. You, you threw that trick and no one can see it now. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think that's the, the, the way that this works in that like we're able to see the best bits that they've all done and they will... Yeah, and it, it's it's nice to watch. Like, it's not hard to watch. Yeah, it's easy to focus on what you're wanting, to, like what you needed to look at as a viewer. Now, we kind of believe that um, there is kind of a quote-unquote top two out of this group with Kylie and Ginger. Would you have been okay if it was just the two of them lip-syncing against each other? No. No, I think Raja should have been lip-syncing for the crown no matter what. Mm-hmm. And why Ultimately, not? I, yeah. And why not pull a uh, you look pretty Ellie Diamond, but no, it's not happening. Because I think that what? they might have, but they didn't show us. Okay. I think that they might have 
possibly done other variations, but they filmed all of them and just kind of cut right. the middle part and then said, here's the crowning. Sure. Um, I mean, I, I there is something I love about a, a one-on-one lip sync. I mean, we got some of the most iconic lip syncs seeing one-on-ones. Um, but I guess maybe for a finale, maybe we, we it's okay to be a little different. Not the the um, the episode before a finale, before uh, in the regular season. That on um, that one, I still don't fully agree with. The song is the song of 2020. It is "Stupid Love" by Lady Gaga. Um, overall, they each decided to make that crown in that corner. Their "Stupid Love," and I think that was a very very smart, fun decision to play around with. Um, how do we feel about the song choice? Hi. Yes, the best song choice. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that they're yeah. they say Dua Lipa, you just came out with a song. It came out three minutes ago. Here it's on the season. They said, Lady Gaga, your song leaked. We have your song finally. Okay, let's save it for the very end. A very appropriate song. Yeah. Perfect for every lip sync style, but also like such a unifying song. The song came out when we were all on lockdown. We all loved it. We all needed it. In mm-hmm. a very like lip like a finale song. It wasn't yeah. if I was your woman or the bitch is back or something stupid. <laughs> yeah. So Ginger looked like Varla Jean Merman. You cannot tell me otherwise. She looks like that amazing, amazing drag artist. Eureka is talking to her dead mom. Raja's coat was a choice. And then oh, yeah, Kylie has literally like been sleeping bag. <laughs> yeah. And then Kylie looks like she's been transported straight from Chromatica to perform. Um, okay, but wow! Did you see what did you see what Kylie said about her look? What did she say? Granted, she has a different coat on, but she said that she was a rose, like the the stem of her her legs were the stem of the rose oh. with the thorns, and she finally had bloomed into the woman she'd always wanted to be and the performer she'd always wanted to be. Now, granted, it was backwards in colors until she posted it on Instagram, but <laughs> it was a statement and looking back on it you're like oh what an interesting dress oh Bacala dressed Gaga for most of the Chromatica era that makes sense too and it was also the most like statement look because Raja's look was you put a heart on your belly <laughs> and, and Eureka wore a gown yeah oh and and, and, and Ginger wore that she... mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah, see, I didn't You're... get Rose at all from this look. This is the first time no. I knew that. Like, no. All I got from this was like coronavirus is what I saw <laughs> when I saw her in this pointy dress, um, which is also relevant. But um, no, she looked, she looked Absolutely. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Eureka, Ginger, they're giving you humor. They're giving you camp. Raja has the dance down. She's wearing Tase's promo look under her coat. Um, and Kylie... Tosses her coat off, but forgets rule one of undressing. Throw that shit away from you. I had been spoiled of the result two days prior. I knew what was going to happen. But for a split moment in time, all that was thrown out the window as we hear the music stop. The oh fuck underscoring Kylie trip on that coat in slow-mo. Was the spoiler wrong? Wrong! She made it work. She did a somersault. That was the moment Kylie Sonique Love officially won All Star Six. Like, it's what, that's what we're going to be talking about forever. 
Do you not love when a queen says, here's my reveal coat, reveal coat, and then throws it off and then lays on it? Regardless of if she had tripped on it or not. That is a, that is a classic showgirls moment, be it drag or or Vegas or anything like that. That is the moment. Like you're like, go lay on your expensive ass fur coat that you just threw off and, or, you know, whatever it is. And she did it. Oh. People think that one was fake. They think it was fake. How could it be fake? Tom, what was your reaction to the, the, the trip to the somersault? Oh, uh, it was, yeah, um, it was that, <laughs> I had that full on, uh, no moment. Like normally I, you know, this is kind of awful of me. I love watching drag queens fall over, um, but <laughs> I didn't want to see Kylie fall over. No, not like, at all. You know, when other queens like Ariel Versace stack it, like, <laughs> giggle funny um but when she started to slip like i saw her step on the coat and just that it stick to her shoe and i was like oh no but yeah she yeah. made it work and and did it in such <laughs> perfect fashion like that was the best recovery i've ever seen out of a drag queen before yeah. she, like she also it, did it, it in like, fashion she was wearing yeah. beautiful clothes if she dressed yeah. on like I was wearing this big old puffer jacket to like a pop, a jiffy pop and tripped like, <laughs> all right, but it was beautiful. It was amazing. Um, Tom, what were you going to say? Sure. Tom, Tom wasn't finished. Um, like it almost was like, I thought was this planned? Did she fake this, like set this up? But, you know, yeah. I've rewatched <laughs> this slip. <laughs> Many, many well, times, and, and she had someone no on YouTube clue. has yeah. put it out that they, um, has been like, Hey, here's what it is without the judge's reaction, and they did it in real time without the slow mo. And you can see yeah. her foot is planted right there, and between shots, it's still right there, and she just goes, <laughs> Yeah, so I'm not sure if you watched the live crowning that they did, but when they got to this part. Kylie looked so defeated because she's like, why would they show this? Because it was one of the greatest moments. No, it was one of the greatest moments in show history. This was the perseverance. She did not think she won watching this live. She thought she was done. And oh my God, so, so cruel for us to get to watch it, but she, she lived, but the time has come to crown our queen. The winner of drag race uh, all star six is Kylie Sonique love. We answered it at the top. We'll answer it again. Did the right winner win? Yes. Yeah. Yes. She won the season. She didn't win the most challenges. She didn't win the most runways, but she won everyone's heart. And that's what matters. Yeah. She says, live life in your truth and love always wins. Welcome to the Hall of Fame, Queen Kylie. Um, There was a little bit of a uh, end of Untucked um, where the Queen just did a little bit of wrap up. And obviously, because they film multiple endings, they don't really know um, what the result was going to be. So they probably were told, do a happy version and do a sad version. So we're not going to go through these. But basically, um, they all had uh, a great time and loved the experience. But I think one of the big things we did learn is that uh, what Kylie wore for the talent show was not the original look. 
she was going to basically wear a big pink furry puppet uh, that did this sexy reveal. Um, and it was going to be very Marlene Dietrich. And that's not what she did, but she still, I think, did a great job in that talent show. All right. Burning question. What is Kylie Sonique Love's legacy? Authenticity. It's a good one. Tom? Um, other than her big old bitties. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I think, yeah, I can't not agree with Russell. Yeah, I think she, it's, it's just... 100% herself the entire time. And sometimes that came off a little bit, like sometimes I did find Kylie a little bit dull in moments, but she mm -hmm. was being her, like just because she yeah. wasn't. And actually like to say that in the um, American Horror Story Challenge, um, I wasn't super excited by Kylie's performance, but she won it because she mm -hmm. was herself doing this challenge and yeah yeah exactly that she always yeah, no, she, she's... she was herself which in it in in that being herself she was also a story her yeah. experience was the story yep that's that's where i was going to go for my legacy for her is it, it was her journey and um i mean she is the face of drag racing right now and i think that's an incredible thing that we get to celebrate for the years to come year to come who knows how long before we get another all-star season right who knows um speaking of will there be anyone from this cast to return to an all-star season in the future if so who russell yeah, it's not they can saying make anything lose again <laughs> Oh no no no! <laughs> no, Jen, um, are we are we talking about authorized, known about seasons or no? Um, why are are you alluding to some Christmas special or are you alluding to something else? No, something else. I don't know about a Christmas special. Okay. Um, most I mean, of them were already on the Christmas special. <laughs> what are you talking about? Exactly. Half of the four were. <laughs> I heard there's another one coming up, but um. Yeah, so you, Tom, you 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 say Jan, Jan possibly Silky, because um, mm -hmm. as I don't love love Silky. However, I was like I was happy that Eureka got to return to the competition, but I was a little bit disappointed that Silky had that run of lip syncs, and then and she did like they were all really fun, they were all really good, and then didn't get to actually, yeah. Get back would in. you say that um, they would have to return to the franchise, Tom? Like celebrity drag race or drag you or uh, international right. um, or winners or in order to get back onto an all stars, or do you mean as in like return to one just in general? Like what 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 is the question to you? What is what is what question are you answering? I'm answering who would be on all stars. Oh, all stars. Okay, okay, okay. 8, 12, 27. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I um, could see them definitely bringing Jan back for an all-star season given a couple years removed um, after she gets to see the world, meet the people, and really get to watch the show um, and learn from what the show 
believes her to be and then how she can grow from that. I don't see Silky necessarily coming back because if they're going to bring her back, I would see her more as a lip sync assassin because of that's how what her legacy was for that this season. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have much okay. faith in her in challenges anymore. Um, but I think for this, for the most part, that's where I would cap it. I think maybe TKB, but I don't think TKB wants to would want to come back. So I I think that's the fan favorite wish. But I think though Jan and Silky would be the two. I don't think Scarlett would put herself through this again. Nope. Not at all. And Pandora has been back twice. Yeah. And Yara has been back twice. Yeah. And so I think Serena was a non-factor. Yeah. This cast, I think that's probably our cap. But my last question is, who would you like to see on a potential all-star season who has not been on an all-star season yet? Acid Betty. I'll give you, okay, Acid Betty. Um, my three, in no particular order, um, I would like to see Mrs. Kasha Davis. Um, yes. Please, please. Um, I would obviously very much love to see um, my, my girl, Jackie Cox. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, and, Tom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, th- this, this is maybe a little controversial, but mostly because of she is still part of the community and i think she would be very interesting to watch i kind of want to see what yuha would do i don't know i think you would be fun (laughs) okay that sounds good okay okay so acid betty any other choices from you russell um brooklyn Uh uh-huh would love to see Danny JK again. Uh huh. Possibly even Lemon. I would love to see Lemon again. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think Juju B needs to come back every single time until she wins. Mm-hmm. Yes. Honestly, I don't care how many times it takes. It doesn't matter. That's her legacy. Tried and true. Always fabulous. Always fantastic. And will narrate the season the best. And Tom, who would you like to see in an all-star season? Um, you know, like there's a few like season 12 and 13 queens, but, you know, I feel like we can't, like it's fairly obvious from those seasons who's most likely to come back. Um, yeah. But from like earlier seasons, um, everyone that I can think of that I would want to see has already been on once or twice, I think. I think the and princess I know there's a, could really, really cut it up. I know there's a campaign for to get Dita Ritz to come on. The princess, yeah. Okay. Yeah, actually, yeah, Dita, yeah. There's, yeah, sorry, there's some queens that I have not. How about Rebecca Glasscock? Let's, let's see what one. that transformation is. <laughs> I'd love to see Roxy again. Fair, fair. Um, J. Jill Lee. Oh, wait, she's busy. She's, she's a monster now. I think that Jan could do Dragula. You think? Absolutely. Jan would really succeed, I think. Jan could do anything. In the, ha- but... How about the extermination challenges? What about them? Jan would do great. Could she She would do them? Jan would do anything. Should we get a tattoo not, of one of her competitors? Way. Of course she would. Okay. Why not? In, no. 
I don't know if I would. I I I I don't got the balls to do that. Mm-mm. Well, is there anything else you would like to say about All Star Six to wrap this up? Because this will be our last time talking about, it unless in a year from now they do a reunion with the cast. Because after that Canada's Drag Race reunion, give me a year removed reunion for every fucking season. That was incredible. They they was the half of a one half of a point away from being the best All Star season. It really redeemed the entire franchise. Yes. All right. Yeah, that's um this was a great, great season. And every single episode that came out, I continually said to my best friends, like, this is amazing. Like this is so good. Every episode was so, so good. And I don't know if it that was that I've just been so starved of good drag race after enduring drag race down under that this just seemed so much more fantastic. <laughs> That's fair. But yeah, well, it was some of, one of the best seasons overall. Where can we find you both on social media, Venmo, any projects? Where where can the listeners find you to possibly see us interact and again and 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 be mean to each other? Um, social media, you'll find me as Tom Faye with two Y's, T O M F A Y Y, um, on anywhere good social media is distributed. Um, TikTok? That's all from me. Yeah, also on TikTok. Like, I have an account. You're on... I don't post anything. Oh, um, man. I was like, are we missing out on Tom Dances? <laughs> Nobody's missing out. Trust me, no one would be missing out. <laughs> Russell, what about you? Where are you? Allah. Season one of Canada's Drag Race. What's my name? It's my name is not Priyanka, but it's you just find me. You just look for my name. You find me. There you go. Well, it's always a pleasure chatting with you both, and I'm sure we'll 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 do another podcast very soon when timing can work out again. Yeah, it's very difficult across different continents with no squirrels on your continent. Yeah, like if we had squirrels, this probably would have been a lot easier. Um, (laughs) The biggest thanks to Russell and Tom for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Block Talk.